0: Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives,
1: where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth.
2: What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage?
0: I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous.
2: I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Welcome back to our kitchen table ladies we're going to give advice to our newlywed selves basically what we wish we'd known or taken seriously when we first got married and we hope that it's something that helps you so we're just going to have a conversation back and forth and we hope that you glean some information so who wants to go first what would you tell your young self your young newlywed self
1: that was so many years ago i'm trying to remember <laughs> what did it even feel like you know the thing that always strikes me is that it took me a lot of years before i understood that for my husband sex was a deeply emotional experience and that doesn't mean that he would you know necessarily get all emotional and romantic but sex reached to his deep levels of emotions in ways that i just had no clue I thought it was just physical for him and that it was just about the orgasm. And I was very wrong with that. And if I had realized that that was a means for an emotional connection with him, I wouldn't have wasted as many years as I did avoiding sex. Hmm. So there's a downer to start us with.
0: Wow! <laughs> no.
2: But they can take that and make it
1: an
0: upper. I think that's actually pretty common because I do hear a lot of wives who who um. I mean, I get people writing me and and uh, they they have this notion that it really is just a physical thing, and I think sometimes part of it is that men oftentimes don't express husbands don't express what it is to them. You mean when they say things like "I'm horny," you wanna? <laughs> like that or, you know, I have told so many guys and so many husbands i like please do not say I need sex say I need you like that I need sex is like I'll take it from like anywhere and that's not really what they mean but I think all too often a lot of husbands don't have the right words to express what it means to them because it's always been discussed as a physical thing even though it runs a whole lot deeper for them
2: and I felt like it was a physical thing at first too, because I had so many great hormones going on. So you know, it—I didn't reach any other levels of spiritual level or anything because I, you know, eight—I was twenty when we got married, Woo. and yeah, I was young and feisty, and there was. <laughs> And still, feisty. still feisty. <laughs> Yeah, I <I'm> still find <laughs> I just had lots of hormones back then. Just, you know, I was really healthy and had a good libido and sexual interest. Sorry, we're not using the, I'm not using the libido term as much because I don't want to promote Doctor Freud. But anyways. Yeah.
1: So you were twenty. I was twenty six when I got married. Jay and gay how old were you when you married? Twenty seven. Twenty-five. Whoa!
0: I was the baby. Yes, you were, <laughs> baby. Yeah.
1: Wow! Well, I'm feeling old and decrepit here.
3: Join the club. I'm we're showing
1: to... our hair roots to each other
2: right now.
3: <laughs> I I just got mine done. Oh.
1: I don't, oh. I'm I'm going to go gray, so I have this strand of tinsel. Uh,
2: She's kind it's... of got the. Um, remember the the monster family? Didn't she have the big? Oh, Morticia. Was
3: that Morticia? Like a,
0: no, that was, the other,
3: that was the
2: other show.
0: It was Yvonne Carlo was the actress. What was the woman's name? Lily, Lily, Say, Lily. Lily.
2: Adams family, no, oh, Monster. Adams okay. family.
1: Yeah, Adams Morticia family. Morticia was, was in, the family. in the Adams family. I loved her. I loved her dress and how oh, yeah. slinky it looked.
2: And they were so sexy together.
1: I know, and I have a nightgown that's kind of that same slinky, and I always think of it as my Morticia nightgown. Oh, and does <laughs> does Doug speak French to you? He pretends to.
0: Yes. It was Italian, I believe that he's. Oh, was it, was Italian? it? Because Me, Cari- Carina, Yeah, it was Italian. It oh, wasn't French. Well,
2: my ten-year-old brain thought it was French. So. I always
0: did too. No, French is Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's too. He's persistent.
0: Okay, we are way off topic. Now. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm. Pepe
3: I'm going. I'm president. going back to our topic. Okay. okay. So I would tell my younger self to assume the best. And I think this is true if you have a generally good-hearted husband. If you don't, then maybe this isn't true. But if you have a generally good-hearted, good guy husband, you should assume the best. Because, But I think women pick up a lot of baggage along the way before they even get to marriage. And we think those things like, Sex is only, you know, it's only the physical. He only wants my body. You know, we only do it when he's in the, you know, you get, you have a lot of negative messages that you've picked up. And I sort of believe those for a period of time, even though all other evidence was that my husband is not that kind of guy. So it took me a long time, you know, and a lot of friction and a lot of frustration to figure that out.
1: Same here. That's really good. That's good yeah.
2: advice. Assume love. Yeah. Assume
0: love. Assume the best. I, I think that that's one of the other things that I've thought about that is um, if something, because my husband is not very uh, great with words. I've called him Spock many times on my website because he's very logical. But that means he's also not very emotionally expressive. And so sometimes he'll say something that does not come out the way <laughs> the way it, it maybe should and i started for a while i would get very upset and then after a while i realized i would needed to say okay this is what that sounded like to me is that what you're saying and then he would think no no that's not at all what i'm saying so i'm like if it doesn't sound like if it sounds really bad you should probably ask because maybe it came out wrong or there was <laughs> there could just be a communication mm-hmm. Cr- cross mm-hmm And that takes real
2: intentionality too, that to stop and not immediately react, but to consider it and, oh, maybe I should ask him what he means. I mean, that's, that takes training yourself, really, to do that. For me, it would. I react, but to to stop and say, wait, did he really mean it that way? And to ask, that's good, Jay. Good job. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got a treat (laughs) now. Okay, so anything else on gays? Are we discussing anything? No, that's that?
2: just a real, It's really good to assume. Well, I I did the same thing. Um, i was trying to think of an example, but I I kind of always have a problem thinking people are critical of me. So, like, if someone calls me and they want to have dinner or lunch, and I'm and I'm thinking, why do they want to? have – What did I do wrong? You <laughs> know.
1: I yeah. fight that all the time. Yeah. Really? So with
2: Dave, yeah. So with Dave, when he would say things, um, that's, I would assume he was being critical when, you know, oftentimes he wasn't. So that's good. thing.
1: I think that that comes through a lot, you know, that we often assume the worst when there's a request for something different in the bedroom. We make the assumption that he's being critical and, and that we're not enough, and that we're not doing the right things, instead of assuming, wow, we are so good, he wants to do even more with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times we do have this this tendency to also think, if it was me and I did X, that would mean Y. Except he's not you. Like so, just because he said he, the, you know, however he acts or says something. It may have a different meaning than it would if you did the same thing, because mm-hmm. because both of both because of gender and personalities and family backgrounds and just a host of things, you're just different people. I saw that play out too. Again,
2: trying to think an example and I can't.
0: And and we figured it all out, and that never happened.
2: right? <laughs> because <laughs> we, we know everything and do it perfectly. Know-
1: now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, not
2: in we the bedroom, be- but sometimes you know on the weekends, Dave's kind of. Because he's in uh, business business development, so he's talking with people all the time. And so on the weekends, he kind of has his decompression. And he's not very talkative, and he just wants to chill. And, and sometimes I take that, is, is everything okay? You know, when he's just wanting to relax, and he doesn't want to talk to, you know. And that's fine. He needs his downtime.
0: It took me years, years to believe that... When you say, so what are you thinking? And he says nothing. Nothing? That he really means nothing. Yeah, because for the longest time, I thought what that means is he's thinking something so horrible, he doesn't want to share it with me. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in that brain of his? And then what happened for me when I finally believed it was when I had two sons who said, no, really, mom. And I was like, all, I've got three guys who all say that they can actually think about nothing. I,
1: I have to believe I don't it. understand that. I, my my brain does not comprehend how you can think about nothing. Mine
3: either. I, uh-huh. I mean, I cannot stop thinking. I cannot stop
0: I thinking. I can turn my head off. Yeah. That's yeah. actually one of the reasons I like, one of the many reasons I love an orgasm is because it's one of the very few times that sort of like everything empties out of my head. It's just, just mm-hmm. that one sensation mm-hmm. it's like yep. it's like nirvana for just this one moment where it's just like a peaceful little moment and then of course it all mm-hmm. starts but I come again
2: well and that's why the French call it la petite morte the little death mm-hmm. the little death mm-hmm.
1: the death of all those thoughts that just won't let go
3: when I have an orgasm is like the only time I don't have jaw tension
1: oh. <laughs> Well, then you should have more. <laughs> oh, sure orgasm is not jaw tension. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes, it
2: is more than a nanosecond. You know, that's something I need to look up. How long, how long is an orgasm?
0: Well, it depends if you're... Well, oh, never mind. Let's not Multi get or orgasms. not. I
1: get it. No. But even, even if you, you're a one and done woman... <laughs> Which a female... is totally fine, by the way. Yeah, we did an episode about that. We'll have to link to it. But a female orgasm is usually longer than a male one.
0: God likes us too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay, what's your little piece okay, of this? It's my turn. So it's my turn. I think if I could go back and talk to young wife me, I would really say that I need to um, pursue emotional health and happiness for myself apart from, from my husband and here's what I mean by that let me just clarify apart from my husband I mean that not relying on my husband to be the one to provide me to sort of make up for my gaps or make me happy I mean I think that that is just kind of a fairy tale thing we have this idea that we're going to go along and we have our missing piece and then Prince charming comes along and and that's and that after we find our Prince Charming is when we finally live happily ever after you complete me
2: hmm yeah
0: um or the idea of soulmates which is really based on a whole thing i've talked about that on my blog too that's that's kind of based on this idea that we were sort of one person and then you're split from your person and then you go around life finding
2: your it's missing part. Mm-hmm. and um
0: and i really believe the equation is one plus one equals one you become one flesh but you need to be one and i think the maybe one of the best things i did for my marriage was Just to figure out how to be happy on my own and to offer my husband the gift of a happy wife. I
1: think you're so right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So many times we put expectations on our spouses to fill our needs that a lot of times we expect our husbands to fill gaps that should be filled by Christ. You know, a lot of my own sense of self-worth was based on my husband and it should not have been and... For me, working on sex also paralleled a journey of working on my spiritual walk, and all of a sudden, I got that. I thought, oh, I should have been taking care of myself
2: all along. It's kind of an intimate independence, where you both have your own selves, because you should both be pursuing God, but yet you can come together and think together and... and but there's still that that piece of being independent of each other. And it's not a bad thing. But, um, yeah, because you, you, you have to pursue – you still have to be your own person. You can't just be so enmeshed with your husband that you lose yourself.
3: And
1: we've talked many times on here about self-care. And that's part of self-care is finding your happiness.
2: And we're not saying you don't want to um, – help your husband be happy but he you are not the sole source of his happiness and he is not the sole source of your happiness
0: yeah yeah i i think i felt like if it seemed like if there was anything going on badly between us i felt like everything in my life was bad Uh. and um and I just also, when things were going bad with me, I almost expected him to sort of rescue me a little bit, which I hate even saying that because that seems so uh, different from what I wanted to be, what I thought I was. But when I look back, the way I actually behaved was expecting him to sort of solve some problems that I couldn't figure out myself. And um, internally, a- emotionally? Yeah, and it was, or just even stuff, just even you know, parenting stuff, or this or that. But, but it was just putting a lot on him, and it was too much pressure. It's too much pressure for your spouse to have to care for themselves and and your happiness too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's not. I don't think it was fair to him. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to picture you as a damsel in distress, and my mind just yeah. We just go see there. you in outfits. Yeah. You,
0: I've come a long way, baby. Uh, yeah, I will say when I was a little girl and I used to think about the, you know, princess tales and stuff, and I would imagine stories of myself being princess. But every time I told myself stories, like I slayed the dragon and then the prince showed up and he was like, I'm here to slay the dragon. i like, it's already done. Let's go have lunch. <laughs> but uh, But yeah, I just, you know, I did have to learn that in real life to live up to that. And I think it's true in the bedroom too. Honestly, sometimes you, one spouse can expect the other to figure everything out um, instead of maybe you know taking a little bit of charge of your own quote unquote happiness. <laughs>
2: right. Well, especially because men don't give us orgasms; we kind of create them ourselves. So you can't depend on him to. Give you an orgasm. We
0: you, you have to work to together, together for that, right? Yeah. But it's
2: not like you just lay back and it happens. <laughs> not oh for God. some of them My
1: husband should read my mind and know exactly what I'm thinking about every place he touches, and know exactly what to do. Are you saying that's wrong? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. We need another live episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: that, that ties into my other thing, which was my other little note was speak up, like say, you know, whatever you want or you, is on your mind or, you know, say it. Don't like hide it or make him guess or, you and know, then punish it, him
1: for not guessing.
3: Right, right. Yes. right you yeah. really
2: yes. knew me and really left me. You know yeah. exactly that. Yeah. actually a narcissistic yeah. trait. To, yeah. to assume that they can read your mind and then you get mad at them for not—that's that's, that's yeah. really unhealthy.
3: <laughs> I, I come from a family of poor communicators when it comes to emotional things, and so like I didn't even know I should say this or bring this up. I mean, you know, it took me years to say, "Hey, you really should have said that. That would have saved a lot of trouble." <laughs> you know, so it's like speak up. You yeah, know? just say it. Yeah, and
2: it's okay to say what you need. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And, and I just want to say that includes very specific sexual things like touch me there or do this to this body part. They're not going to know what you want and what would feel good if you don't communicate that.
2: And sometimes you have to learn to communicate it in a certain way, though, because I think men have this expectation that they should know everything because culture kind of teaches them that they are the masters of the bedroom domain. But... They have to receive our so this I'm saying this for the men in the audience. Sometimes you need to receive our direction. (laughs) I know we're hearing from them; they're out there. We know Uh, you're
0: there, guys. (laughs) Yeah, we know.
2: But you have to receive our direction humbly in the manner that we're trying to give it humbly. Yeah. So it means we like feeling good with you. So
1: yes,
0: don't get
2: defensive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have to. I have told wives too, though. You, you know, you don't want to coach like, "Hey, hey, little is the left, buddy. You don't have it. Come on." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, wait, stop, stop. I, I, no. I, I would love it if you would move your hand a little bit over here, or oh, yeah.
2: just take his hand and move it, or say yes when he finally gets it right. So well, what's I'll your Bonnie? So mine, mine is a kind of just really basic thing is that because I got pregnant three months after we got married.
1: Me too. Yeah, I mean, you, three months after you, we got married. Okay, yeah, good, good, good.
2: You would think that he was a pharmacy major and I was a biology major. You'd think we would have known how procreation happened, but oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that that led to childbirth, which led to breastfeeding, and I did not know. Neither one of us knew that breastfeeding really dampens your sex drive, and you know the prolactin. Yeah. <laughs> Prolactin messes with the dopamine. It messes with your vaginal lubrication. and I can't remember if
1: breastfeeding does, but hormonal birth control can lead to some vaginal atrophy. Oh. So and pain, that too. and that's just, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that we just...
2: Wrote. I did, didn't know those things. So the breastfeeding, breastfeeding will minimize your libido and then because I had three little kids in three years, I went on birth control pills. So which are horrible for your testosterone and just they're not good for your body. In my opinion. That's my opinion. So
0: I, I yes. okay, I do want to just say because I, I totally had that same experience. I breastfed and my my libido just went kaput. Um but I now know that there's there's definitely things you can do about it because I'm also I also have to admit I'm a I'm a big nursing proponent. Oh, absolutely. So, I nurse so I like, twins. don't, so don't want to say don't don't no, say, no, 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 I'm not no, press no. me because I want to sex no. life. you can have both. But yes. you do need to know what's coming so that you can exactly. talk to the doctor and you could take steps so that you could mitigate it. Right.
2: That's what I was getting to. Because I I actually nursed twins for a year. Woo. So yeah. Woo. So but <laughs> if I had known Yeah, and that's what I was getting at is that if I had known and been able to be proactive and if my husband had known too, because he was taking that as a personal rejection when really it was just my body responding naturally because breastfeeding is God's way of birth control so that you don't have another baby right away because you can't nurture two babies. You know, it's just more babies. It's harder to nurture more babies. So anyways, if you are cerebrally aware it helps. And yes, just, just knowing that it is but just likely knowing. to happen. Mm-hmm. Know, knowing makes it knowledge less, is power.
1: And it's less upsetting than when it does happen and you don't think, oh, something's wrong or wow, exactly. all my marriage must be falling apart because I'm not interested in sex anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: like, it's the same kind of thing. I think with perimenopause, like when, if you sort of mm-hmm. know that there are certain things that are going to happen, you don't take it as, oh my gosh, something wrong with my body. You can respond. You can just say, okay, I need to add some lubrication. I need to look at my hormone mm-hmm. levels. I need to do this. I need to do that. You can just, like you said, be proactive. That's a great mm-hmm. word for my body. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm postmenopausal, and I know about all that stuff, but there are still times when I just complain and why me? That doesn't have anything to do with being a young woman. I, I don't know. Uh.
0: I, there are there are some parts of aging that let's just face it are not as fun. I like the part though where I'm, I'm more confident about myself and I- I'm like the part that
2: I do not care what I look like in public. I, I do care. not. I don't care I at all. i
0: sitting in a nice restaurant at lunch today, singing with the song coming over the thing, or actually, you know, mouthing it and dancing. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. What it <laughs> yeah, is. I'm fun. having a good time. I go straight from jazzercise
2: to Walmart, and I'm dripping with sweat. I probably stink, and I don't care. <laughs> it's convenient. <laughs>
0: it works (laughs) It works. it's walmart it's not like it's a like super high standard there i am in palm beach (laughs) county now (laughs) oh okay well there we go
2: walmart's have a different standard no
0: (laughs) so did we cover all the great advice ever
2: i think so anything else ladies
0: there's one more
1: thing i would like to say and that is we rock no yeah well we do I wish I had remembered that my husband was no more and no less a child of God than I was. It was so easy for me to think about what I needed and not remember and, and to think about how you know I would do something wrong and mess up and hurt him and but I'm just human and I make a mistake, but I didn't always give him that same grace and I didn't allow for him to be in the process of growth, even though I knew that I was. So ladies, your husband is God's son, just as you are God's daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen.
2: Yeah. Well oh, and that leads me to another thought too, is that I didn't realize how radically different my husband's childhood had been from mine. So I assumed some things that, because of my history, that weren't in alignment with his history. And so... Sometimes okay, you don't that. know all the facts. <laughs>
0: if, you're, if we're going to go there and assuming, hopefully my husband never actually listens to this episode, but I'll say it to the rest of America. So <laughs> do that. Oh, sure. so. uh, I would also tell my young wife self to take every step possible to get along really well with my mother-in-law from the get-go. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
1: I had a wonderful mother in law, and I hope I can be even half as good as mother in law as the one I had. The reason my mother in law was so wonderful is because my mother in law's my mother in law's mother in law was not a very good one, so she learned by negative example what to do.
2: So Jay, you're going to be a great mother in law.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to intimate that my mother in law was was terrible. She was she was a um, she was a really really. Lovely woman. She was just a very strong personality, mm-hmm. and I, because of all of my um, own issues, I did not deal with that the way I wish I had.
2: Mm-hmm. I probably so give mother-in-laws not, a little. I bit did
0: not quite remember that she was a child of God too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's that wraps it up, ladies. <laughs> so and we're so great. glad I'm- that you're. <laughs> We're so glad you've joined us today at the kitchen table, and we look forward to talking with you in two
0: weeks. Can I add one last thing before we go? And that is we would love to see y'all come back to the kitchen table uh, with one of our Let's Chat mugs that is now available in our Zazzle store. And we also have some other products. And if you go to our website, there's a place you can click and see what products we have available, some swag for y'all.
2: Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchatforchristianwives.com Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.